0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hodges Huddle. I am joined by a full crew again today Jake Barty, Nathan Long, Ronald Riggs. And we are coming to you today because, believe it or not, NBA is right around the corner. Okay, can you say that one more time? Believe it or not, NBA is right around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a troll. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am joined by... No, let's do it again. Sorry. sorry. So, when you started out, um, you're
1: like, Welcome, in And then you're like, I'm joined today by all of my friends. And so, like, you got to
0: keep yourself level. It's it's hard, like, leaning in with my computer, and this thing doesn't go up anymore, so... I'll do this. You ready? Mm -hmm. Welcome into the Hodges Huddle. I am joined by... A full crew once again, Nathan Long, Ronald Riggs, Jake Barty, and we are going to be talking about the NBA, believe it or not, it's right around the corner. Um, Season ended around a month ago, but due to COVID, you know, they got to start next season as soon as possible, which will be in December, but more specifically today, we'll be discussing the NBA draft, which is a week from now, or next Wednesday, I should say a week from tomorrow at the time of this recording. Uh, November the 18th so today we'll be looking at some of the top prospects probably doing a mock draft with the top five I think that's where we'll start out here today we'll go one through five each and after that we'll be discussing other teams obviously I know uh, Ronald and Nathan want to talk about New Orleans a little bit so we'll be talking about them I personally want to if we're talking outside the top ten I want to talk about New York a little bit what they need to do Um. Who they need to draft, Jake and I were talking about, obviously, you need a new owner first. That's um, <laughs> not too easy. Uh, he has to basically get rid, of, get rid of himself if that needs to happen. But anyway, uh, first of all, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing very well. Can't complain. Hanging in there. I'm doing great. Good. I'm excited about this one. This will be a good segment. Haven't talked about basketball in a while. I don't think we've talked about it since we made our... Um, gave out awards uh, a few months ago so oh, yeah it's been forever <laughs> I know it's been a really long time um, but this is gonna be a fun one let's get right into it normally when I like to do these rankings and everything you know we we go you know five to one well in this case you know we're going you know team by team draft by draft so I want to start out at number one let's go from uh, let's go to number one first and then we'll, we'll you know go around say what we each think and then we'll go to two three four five, and then after that, we'll get into uh, New Orleans and maybe New York. So, number one, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves, they went 19-45 last season. Uh, Cad had to miss 29 games. Of course, they traded for D'Angelo Russell. He came from Golden State in February. He got in uh, 14 games before COVID hit. Um, listen, Andrew Wiggins is gone. Jeff Teague's gone. Robert Covington's gone. A lot of depth issues, especially at point guard. With that being said, you guys probably know who I'm going to pick, but before I do, I'm going to swing it over to you all first. Um, I'm just going to let you all, you three for this podcast, we'll let you three
2: say who you think, and then I'll go last. So let's start off with uh, Nathan first. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to go with Lamello Ball uh, out of Australia, is where he played this year in the NBL. Uh, from a fit standpoint, I don't think it makes a great amount of sense. Um, because you have uh, D. Russ there, and he's a guy who str- uh, he does his best work with the ball in his hands, and that's kind of LaMelo's game as well. Um, but I don't think the Minnesota Timberwolves are making this pick as a player they plan on keeping and on their roster for years to come. I think this is a guy who they're going to take who has the highest upside, which I would say is LaMelo Ball, and just hope he blossoms and he can be a trade piece for a future deal to get a better a better player to go along with uh cat and d Russ. yeah I, I like that pick now why would you why would you choose him over a guy let's say anthony edwards i, I think anthony edwards makes way more sense like from a fit standpoint um but i like, like i said i think the minnesota timberwolves don't plan on i mean there's been reports every single day about them try, trying to trade this pick and there's been reports about them taking Lamelo ball just because he'd be a better trade piece than anyone else Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of why I think they would go with him. I if I was them, I would go Anthony Edwards cuz he fits better with this team and I think this draft is all about fit more so than the best player in in those teams minds. Great. Let's move on to Ronald up next.
3: I think the Timberwolves are going to take with the number 1 pick. I think they're going to take Anthony Edwards. And like you said, you said Nathan said uh, Lamelo Ball is the best player in the draft. I disagree with that. I believe it is Anthony Edwards, and I, that's why I believe they're going to take him number one.
0: Hmm. Okay, so you think so? In this situation, best player, best prospect, they're going to they're going to take him. Yes. Okay. See, if I were the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'd ag- I'd agree. Like I would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about you know this draft more than any I can remember. Seems like. You're drafting off of fit and not who's the best player. But with you, Ron, you, you think that Anthony Edwards is the best player coming out here and everything? Yes. Okay. I like that. Interesting. All
1: right, Jake. I'm going to have to go with uh, with their first pick. They're either going to take Anthony Edwards, or I think they're going to use it as a trade piece. Because, um, like Nathan said, like Anthony Edwards would be the best fit out of the top three consensus you know, projected picks that we think would get selected. I think Anthony Edwards fits the mold of their team better. And I would say in agreement with uh, Nathan, I think Lomelo does have the highest upside. Like his ceiling is higher than most others, but I don't know. Part of me wants to think that the commercial value of him is kind of clouding a little bit. I'm not going to say he's a bad player, but I think, I don't know. I think Anthony Edwards would fit the team better, but if they don't do that, I'm still on the the train of them trading that pick to the Suns. Mm Mm-hmm. I I really do think them trading the pick
2: or the potential player they pick is way more likely than not. I think by, I mean, either they've traded this pick or whoever they
1: pick is traded by next year, like by the end of the next year. I can really see that. Mm -hmm. I think, let's be real. Timberwolves finally have a direction with Cat and Mm -hmm. D'Lo. There's a lot of potential. Both of them are very young, I think, in their mid to young 20s. Uh, so sky's the limit for them as long as they take those chances. And I think whoever they want their third piece to be has to be someone that is entirely connected with what they want to do, with what the coach wants to do. And you may not get that in this draft. And if that is the case, they're going to use that as a piece for someone that will fit that mold.
0: So we've got uh, we've got two for Anthony Edwards, one for Lamelo. I'm going to tie it up here. I think they're going to pick Lamelo Ball. Now, I do agree with Nathan. I don't know if that's someone they're going to hang on to. For a while, but for right now, I'd say LaMelo Ball. I've been watching this guy, as many have, um, since he was a freshman in high school at Chino Hills. He's gone on an insane growth spurt lately. He's, six, he's now six foot 6'7". Um, played overseas. This is something that I think we're going to see out of a lot of um, basketball players, or quote-unquote college players. Um, in the next couple years, I think we're going to see less college and more guys go overseas like LaMelo did played overseas in Australia. He averaged 17, 7, and 6. Um, obviously, really, really tough playing over there, especially at, he, at his age. He was um, 18, 19 when he went over there. So Those are grown men in Australia. Yes, yeah, and you're playing a physical game, so he's he's got to be ready for the NBA, right? Um, great court vision and passing skills. He's a scorer, but... His shot looked like it needed some tuning last season. Of course, like we said, it's a different ball game over there. You're not, you're not playing in high school anymore. Um, biggest concern, needs to commit on the defensive side of the ball, which I would assume he does in the NBA. I mean, if you don't, then you're going to be benched, but needs to do that. Best player, for, best player for the Timberwolves, not the best player in the draft. It's my opinion, but I think I'm going to agree with Nathan and say they get mellow, um, but don't hang on to him for too long. We'll yeah, see. He yeah. might
2: have a huge rookie season. We have no idea. Yeah, because he, he did play last year against grown men. Maybe he comes in and he's more prepared than these college kids. Um, it, that, that goes for another player who we could talk about later, Obi Toppin, who is 22, so that's a big concern. But, I mean, he's been playing for so long, He's got another guy that could come in and really help a team right away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, on to number two. Didn't think we
0: were going to see this a year ago. Golden State Warriors, they went 15-50 and 50 last season. Obviously doesn't tell the whole, whole story of this team. Steph Curry played five games. Klay Thompson was out the whole year. KD was traded. They got uh, D'Angelo Russell, obviously, who got 33 games in, and then they traded him. Um, lost role players like uh, Livingston New Godala relied on a lot of young and inexperienced players um honestly i looked at this team at the beginning of last season i was like this is a this is a d league team honestly <laughs> like this is a completely different warriors team but obviously they needed to bring a lot of guys up um, cuz they were you know missing a lot of pieces draymond green had to step in and you know he just he couldn't really do it without uh, clay and stuff so in my opinion You're going to have these guys healthy again and i think you need a big to compliment your elite wing players once again
2: i think you know who i'm going with but i'll swing it over to nathan Uh, i'll be going with uh james wiseman the big man out of memphis um although i do want to say just like the timberwolves i think it is way more likely this pick is going to somebody else i think the uh warriors i mean there's they're constantly talking about trading this pick um, maybe for a potential deal for Drew Holiday, as we've seen talked about recently. But as as, as for Wiseman, he was a guy who only played three games in college because he got hurt. But in those three games, he played very well. He was a big-time recruit out of high school. Um, and he really fits with the Warriors. Um, they are a small ball team, but it couldn't hurt them to have a big rim-protecting center in the middle of the court uh, who you can feed into the in the post and potentially get you points that way. Uh, and forts defenses to move in to stop his post-game ability. And all of a sudden, Steph Curry is open on the, <laughs> on, on the perimeter. So I think he fits very well with this team, but once again, I, th- I think they're going to trade this pick either before or during the draft.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nathan, I agree with you. I do think they're going to take James Wiseman at two. And I also do think that that pick probably will get traded. And, it might try and put together a package with the number two pick in probably Wiggins, which I don't know why anybody would want to take that. Yeah, that's
2: gonna be that's gonna be the potential problem with trading because you know they're gonna want to offload Wiggins' salary. Uh, he has one of the worst contracts. In yeah, the yeah game, and like in he's opinion. a solid player, but like not for that much. Not worth <laughs> that
1: much.
3: But yeah, uh, Golden State, if they do decide to keep it, uh, they really do need a big man who can uh, score at the rim, and yeah, Wiseman can do that.
1: I think we're on agreement here. Um, if Assuming they do not trade the pick, which is highly likely they do, James Wiseman's like a no-brainer, in my opinion. Um, I think he has a pretty well-rounded game, fitting what the Warriors need. And y'all mentioned that he's good in the post, but he also has pretty decent shooting mechanics for a big man. And in a league that's continually evolving to you know, increasing the value of big men that have a three-point or mid-range game, you know, Wiseman could be a very good player. I mean, a lot depends on, you know, potential is one thing, actual product is another. But I think it'll be more likely that they trade the pick because, you know, Draymond, Steph, and Clay are all in their later years yeah, of their career. They're probably gonna want someone that fits their timetable. Um and I think they wouldn't have the time to get Wiseman to that next piece, quote unquote, level. Um that would get them to a championship within the next two, three seasons. Uh, so I think it'd be more likely that they trade the pick, but if they want to actually take a player from this draft, it's James Wiseman,
0: 100%. Golden State, throughout their dynasty, you know, it was always like, oh, what, but what if they had an elite big, you know? Zaza Pachulia doesn't do it for you? No.
2: Nah.
0: <laughs> cheap shot? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, JaVale McGee? An and old uh, Andrew Bogut? <laughs> Y'all the Boogie. Sorry, I I I, had no big men. I was disrespectful, sorry. They did have big men. (laughs) Not good ones. (laughs) No, no, no. Hey, Kevin Looney, let's be real. Come on now. Come on. Demarcus Cousins disrespect. World
1: World class. Demarcus
0: Cousins disrespect. He was, like, hurt. (laughs) 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 Was that that after his legs turned to glass? (laughs) Yes. wasn't the same. Should have signed that contract, Cousins. Oh, Mm -hmm. man, I'm telling you. you. When, it, when New or- Going off topic here, when New Orleans had him in AD, that was like a cheat code. It was <laughs> so was, fun to watch those that, games. Was, that was like the day after the All-Star game. That was ridiculous. They do it big. Anyway, um, if they got James Wiseman, that would be absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. I think they're going to pick him up. I also think Wiseman's the best player in this draft. Of course, he's yet to see. Listen, 7'1", 7'5", wingspan, 9'6", standing reach. Yes, I said that. 9'6", standing reach. Boy doesn't even have to jump the tuck. It's <laughs> like a four-inch
2: little hop. Or what, a nine-six?
0: Okay, like six yeah. inches, yeah. Built a lot like uh, DeAndre Jordan, Rudy Gobert, who I know you guys hate. Um, yes. He's, but he's quick. He's quick, moves like a forward. He's agile, can be a really good rim protector, I think. Like I said, he runs the floor well. I think he'd, he'd fit well in Golden State, as Jake said. And I personally feel like... Uh, Golden State is going to try and maybe shop this this pick around, you know. I'm saying like if they pick, they'll go Wiseman, but I don't know. I'm with you, Nathan. I I don't I don't think this is set in stone yet. And I think mm-hmm. Golden State's going to go after um, a big player. Just me, but if they do pick, I think they I think they go Wiseman. That'd be smart, and they would finally have a really really solid big man down there, which would be absolutely scary to go along with their. Wing players and in Clay and Steph, obviously.
2: How weird would it be to have a draft where the first two picks are traded away? Very weird. Have ever happened before? I can't remember it. I can I remember so. it happening in the NFL, but I can't in the NBA. When the NFL, uh Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Oh, ah. okay, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Both of them traded up for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Moving right along, Charlotte picks three. They were twenty-three and forty-two last season. Lost Kemba Walker summer before uh, last season and paid a king's ransom to Terry Rozier. Why Scary Terry? I Scary have Terry. I have no idea. But that is the Charlotte Hornets for you. Come on, Michael Jordan. What are you doing? This is this is your goat. Come on. Oh.
2: <laughs> Just kidding. Not of owners. Not of owners. <laughs> oh no.
0: But if that tells you anything about this franchise, they paid big big bucks to Terry Rozier. Now in the in the previous drafts, they've got they got. Uh, P.J. Washington out of Kentucky, and Miles Bridges out of MSU. So going right along with another top pick for them. Hopefully this one does it for him. Nathan, you start. Who's Charlotte getting?
2: Well, before I say anything, if I'm Charlotte, I'm, we're finally at a pick where I don't think the pick will be traded. Um, if you're Charlotte, you just need talent. So whoever your number one player on your board that's still available, you pick them right away. You run to the podium. Uh, in this case, in my punk draft, that would be Anthony Edwards, who y'all have said could be the best player in the draft. And I wouldn't argue really with that either. Um, I-, I can't really tell you about fit because what is the Charlotte Hornets identity? What are they going to be? Exactly. So <laughs> this is just one of those picks where it's like, hey, best player available. Just pick who's ever the best on our board. Simple as that.
3: Yeah, Nathan, I agree. And for my board, that best player would be LaMelo Ball, which I think they would pick. And People say that it probably wouldn't work, but I mean, why do you, like Jordan said, why would you give Terry Rozier that contract? And honestly, I think Lamelo Ball and Devontae Graham could work good together.
2: They could. And I think uh, Devontae Graham can play off ball, and I think Lamelo has some upside there as well, so.
1: Yeah, uh, to go off what Ronald was saying, I think Lamelo will fall to three. And to echo off what Nathan was saying, like, the Hornets need a direction, and they're going to get one of the top 3 players and any one of those 3 can be that foundational piece that you build your team around i mean it all depends on how they hit the floor but as far as potential goes you know these 3 are the consensus top 3 in this draft and if you get any one of them i think all 3 of them have the potential to be the best out of this class um and whichever whichever players left on the board come pick 3 they got to take it and run with it and they have to give it everything they can because this is i don't know they haven't had many um glimmers of hope no. lately i would say and this pick you know if they get Lamelo ball could be something it just depends on how they handle it
0: you guys said it best charlotte has no identity so with that being said got to pick what's best on the ta- or what's left on the table in this case anthony edwards out of georgia edwards is 6'5 230 built a lot like james harden he also kind of plays like I mean find his, I'm not saying he's exactly like him, but he can find his spots well on the perimeter um, he scores effortlessly I, I remember you know I'm a, I'm a Michigan State fan because my mom went there I remember him putting up uh, 37 on, on MSU earlier in the season um, defensive side of the ball a little shaky he did give you uh, a steal and a half while he was at Georgia um, we'll see that um, if that improves if he goes to Charlotte, I think he's going to get a lot of touches. He'll be scoring a lot his rookie year, and this has got to be it for the Hornets. They got to de- they got to make sure they develop him because it looks like they're starting to run out of options. <laughs> you know, you can't you can keep you can't keep going through the draft year after year. You got to find someone. And you got to build pieces around him. Zero identity right now. Go with Anthony Edwards because he will be left um, by that point, and who knows you guys could be right he could be the best player or he could be the best rookie this year
2: and give you a rookie of the year so if i'm charlotte yeah taking anthony edwards for sure i think of any rookie he'd probably get the most touches of anybody in this whole draft if mm-hmm. he's if he's in charlotte or really whoever's gonna go to charlotte yeah, is like, going can to you get a LaMelo- lot of touches they're yeah, gonna touch the ball a lot can you imagine flamelo goes to charlotte oh my lord oh he'll be their whole office <laughs> he will be the whole what are they gonna feed it to cody zeller right <laughs> That big old contract.
0: Take up a bunch of assists, <laughs> oh my lord, a bunch of assists off Cody Zeller. <laughs>
1: DPOY coming in next year.
0: Oh man, Charlotte is a mess. Oh man, I hope they're. I hope Terry Rozier turns out to be the franchise guy for him. I'm telling you. Okay, I'm gonna take a, a deep breath here because we're on to number four, just like that. Okay, Chicago Bulls, my favorite team, as everyone knows. They picked fourth. That's, alri- that's already a win. Way higher than y'all were projected. Because the last three years, they picked at seven, and I was
2: getting tired of it. <laughs> that's nuts. That's so close. I always try to be
3: With positive.
0: With
2: the way the lottery works, that's really nuts. Oh, yeah. Three years in a row. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the Bulls for you. There you go. 22-43 and 43 last season, but there is hope. Earlier this year, Jerry Reinsdorf uh, transformed this front office. Arturus Karnasovas is the new head of basketball operations, and Mark Eversley is the new GM. John Paxson was with us for 17 years, I want to say. Nothing happened. Um, One of the first orders of business for these guys, which I loved, in August, they fired head coach Jim Boylan. (laughs) Incredible. 39-84 and in, in a season and a half for Boylan. Late September, they did something even more incredible, which I thought was impossible. They hired Billy Donovan from Oklahoma City. Still mad. I'm not. I wanted him so bad. <laughs> him as we deserve this. So we don't get bad. head coaches
2: anymore, okay? We and had even Alvin we did, Gentry them for like, like six Twitter. years. <laughs> I'm sorry? What? We had Alvin Gentry for six years. You have no right. <laughs> See, but I like Alvin Gentry. I like him That's as a person. He's a great guy. I like him as a coach, too. Uh, assistant coach. <laughs> I do. Coach on the Warriors winning a
0: championship. If you if you want Boylan, we'll happily give you two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to abstain from that part of the conversation here. <laughs> or Fred Hoiberg. Good God. Yeah, so they get Billy Donovan in uh, September. Of course, you know, his his career is phenomenal. Long, long successful run with the University of Florida. Uh, two national championships. Coached the Thunder to playoff appearances in all five seasons. He was there. Last season, they had no business being in the playoffs. It was all a good coaching job on Donovan's part. So, what's next for the Bulls? You've Got to draft someone big. You got number four. Oh, man, I really don't want to hear this from you guys. Nathan, mm-hmm. who's Chicago going to get? I would
2: have them pick uh, who uh, some people have as the best player in the draft. And that's point guard Killian Hayes, played in Ulm, Germany, in France. I know it doesn't make much sense when you consider the fact they picked Kobe White. Um, But from what I understand, uh, a three guard lineup of Kobe White, uh, Killian Hayes and Zach Levine would work very well, especially since uh, Killian Hayes has good height. You could really play him. You could actually play him as a point forward in a way. Um, And I mean, he just does everything well. I mean, he has occasional lapses on defense and, He's a little too dominant with his left hand, but, you know, so is Zion, and he went one overall. Um, So I I think he has the potential to be the best player in the draft. The only issue I have is with fit with the Bulls. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, Nathan, I'm going to agree with you here and go with uh, Killian Hayes. And like you said, the Bulls already have Colby White. But for some reason, you said fit might be the problem. I think they could fit together, especially if they keep Levine.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I could I could see it. It's just going to be like, I want to see who is the primary passer, who's, who's, a, who's mostly a scorer, who handles the offense. I want to see that before I like, you know, because that
1: would be interesting to see. All right, so before I give my pick, I want to ask you, Jordan, because you are the resident Bulls fan. Yes. How high are you on Wendell Carter Jr.? Needs more development. Okay. I don't think he's
0: bad. I, don't, I think it's our fault that he hasn't developed well yet. At least but he's I, not Laurie Marcinin.
1: <laughs> I'm done so, with him. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> he's <actually>. done. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so we've all been saying this draft is really based on fit and not exactly, you know, ceiling potential talent. Um, so with that in mind, I think you know Kobe White and Zach Levine, very good players in their own right. I think their ceiling is high. Um, I think defense is something. Chicago definitely need. And I think pick four, you go uh, Denny Avdija. Is Avdija. That Avdija. Yep. I think you go with him. He's a nice 3 and D player. He's not ball dominant. He can get you, you know, his stat line doesn't show greatness, but you don't need every player to be putting up 15, 20 a game. Uh, I think he would be a fit just as a good role player. Uh, if you want something with a little more star power or – I guess instant impact if Wendell Carter Jr ain't the guy, Onyeka Oniekongwu. He's definitely. probably
2: one of the most pro ready players up there with like Obi Toppin and and uh I'd say LaMelo Ball. So I could really he would be a good fit where any with any team he goes to, Onyeka Kongwu. I'd like to try
0: and do superlatives later. Okay. But I'm going to say Denny is probably the most
2: slept on prospect. His stats his stats don't show greatness. It's all about the the potential. Number 1 and he was actually able to play recently mm-hmm. because the Israeli league came back, and when he came back, he was electric, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why he shot up ja- draft boards. Yeah, I think so. Um, Jake, was that
0: all from you? I would or, say so. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Really, those two. All right, so here comes the bull expert.
0: Yeah, yeah. Listen, with um, mm-hmm. with Arturus, I'm trying to figure out, you know, who who is it that he likes to draft? You know, in Denver, you know, he we we saw that he liked to. Draft like two way players, which is awesome. Developed the heck out of uh, Nikola Jokic, who's now that that franchise's best player. Um, guys, pe- you guys need to stop with the the point guard talk. I like Killian Hayes, but w- that problem was solved a year ago with uh, with Kobe White. You might have heard of him. I mm-hmm. think he's our point guard, and we're going to. How many games did him. he start? And they're like actually going to start him this year too. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope. Come on, Billy. Uh, Watch them not. <laughs>
2: Yeah. They re-signed Chris Dunn. Oh. Throw my, him back out there. Oh Have fun. <laughs>
0: he can't stay healthy, man.
2: <laughs> he's not good.
0: Um the I, I don't buy into this Killian Hayes talk. Um Kobe White's the point guard and he will start this year because Billy Donovan's smart. Jim Boylan is not. Um <laughs> with that being said, you guys ready for this? Oh. I think I know where he's going with this. Obi Toppin. I knew it. I had a feeling. Obi Toppin is my guy. If I'm the Bulls, I'm going all in because listen. I'm done with Laurie Markinen at Power Forward. We got him back in 2017, and he was awesome. He mm-hmm. was the, he was the, this is a fact. He was the fastest player to ever get to 100 threes. He was shooting the lights out, and he's, he's 7 foot, obviously, and he was great. Loved him. Really did. Now, the last couple years, he's gone down in field goal percentage, rebounds, points. And last year he was just a non-factor anymore. I see Toppin, and I see what he did at Dayton, and I think he would replace Mark in it and give us that explosiveness. He's six foot nine; he can jump. You can lob it to him. And when I think of um, also, you know, he can play good defense. When I think of him and Kobe White, you know, running the floor, that excites me. That's good young talent going up and down the floor, giving this team, you know, some energy again. Not a lot of people have um, Obi going up this high. No, but if I'm Chicago, I, I'm I'm drafting him. I really
2: am. Killian Hayes, great player, doesn't need to go to Chicago. They already got Kobe. Okay, um, something interesting about Obi Toppin. Well, first off, he's he was the best player in college basketball last year. We should really bring that up. Uh, the the biggest concern with him is his age. He's 22. Which I mean, I'm 21. It doesn't seem like I'm old, but in basketball years, 22 is old for a rookie. Um, and there are some concerns that you know the reason he did so well last year is because he's already reached the ceiling. So that's the issue with him. But I mean, he got better every year at Dayton. I see. So it as there's being no more signs developed. that he could he would stop immediately getting into the NBA. I see it as being more developed hmm. myself. That's what I'm saying. I think he would help a team right now. Uh, although I don't think he has the highest ceiling as like you know. Basically, the top ten players that are going to go in the, to- the, the players that are going to go in the top ten. He's going to have the, probably the lowest ceiling of any of them, but
1: he's going to help his team better than any of them right away. Mm-hmm. I want to say, given that I'm not a Bulls fan, I don't watch Bulls games every week. Um, come over, come uh, <laughs> come come join, <laughs> the time, join the light side. Join the light side. I will say most of those. I think all of those years that Laurie Markkinen has been playing, you know, not at the level y'all would expect, is during. Uh, Jim Boylan's time as head coach and one thing Billy Donovan does really well I mean I'm not going to compare talent or skill but Lauren Markiton reminds me a lot of Danilo Gallinari you know a good power forward doesn't play a lot of defense but can make threes you know as to give it like a dumbed down version Mm -hmm. Um, I understand if most Bulls fans wouldn't want to give it another year to see if it works out but if there is an opportunity for Lori Markkinen to actually prove his quality and prove why, you know, the Bulls didn't make a mistake on sticking through with him this many years, his first year under Billy Donovan would be that test. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would be inclined to drafting somebody else. However, I don't watch the Bulls games every day or every week. I'll, tru- so I'll trust. You, Jordan. Like, yeah, I'll trust you,
0: Jordan. Like I'll trust you. I, I was well. I was about to ask, like, are you guys opposed to Obi Toppin and going to Chicago? Nah, no. Like, nah uh, no,
2: no, no, no. I don't. I'm not opposed. Mm-hmm. To, I, to, to I, Obi.
0: Guys, I just don't understand it. I, I hear what you guys are saying. I see what all the he's he's things, the commonly commonly the most but, mocked player to them. Yeah, I, I just don't get it though. Why do we need another point? Why Killian Hayes? We we just drafted a top point guard, a top you know young point guard a year ago. Well, why do another one? I I just don't. I don't understand it. I really don't. Very talented player. Just like Chicago doesn't need him. That's just me, but I would I I don't think next Wednesday that Chicago is going to draft OB, but I would hope they do. I would be jumping up and down, be really really excited.
2: Yeah, Adam Troutman caught a touchdown pass this week. He gets drafted next week. I mean that's a big week for the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, <laughs> Look at that. There you go.
0: Um, number five, and I think we're going to end here um, for our mock draft portion of this podcast. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nineteen and forty six last season. Uh, they got John Beeline from Michigan, who I thought you know was going to be pretty good, and then he was he was done after a fourteen and forty start. I forget he wasn't fired; he just left, right? <laughs> yeah, he resigned, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, man, he should have given it more time or something. Um, Post LeBron, Cleveland has drafted guys like Colin Sexton in two thousand eighteen, Darius Garland in two thousand nineteen. Um, for Cleveland, I feel that they need to draft you know it's like charlotte whoever's you know the best guy possible um and i think on this one we're probably all gonna start disagreeing i'll see Mm -hmm. i don't know who you guys have
2: but let's let's go to nathan first so i i want to i want to bring up real quick with the bulls you said why would they draft another point guard well you watch what the the cleveland cavaliers have done these past two years colin sexton and then darius garland back-to-back years and the fit has been curious at times um. So, when I look at this roster, they they desperately need wing help. I don't trust Chetty Osman that much. He's a solid player. You know, he's a good player you pick up in free agency and NBA 2K to come off the bench. <laughs> but nothing more. Um. So, I, I, I would mock to them Denny I uh, I think he fits really well with this offense. Although, he's a very good ball handler. And he likes to kind of play that point forward position. So... I don't know who's handling the ball in that offense, so it would be interesting to see that. But as as a player, he shows a lot of upside. He has a lot of potential, probably the third or fourth highest potential in the whole draft. Um, They could go big man because they have Drummond and Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, and all those guys are either out the door or very, very old and not who they once were. So I I could also see them going big man. Gosh, I would hope they keep Drummond. Yeah. A grief. <laughs> I, well, well he's a, he he's a player option. Right. So, I mean, it's up to him. Yeah, and
0: odds are he's not going to stay. No, so. I wouldn't stay come either. Come to Chicago. Run away. <laughs> I just want everyone to come to Chicago. <laughs>
3: Ronald, on to you. Yeah, Jordan, kind of like you said, uh, the Cavs are one of those teams that, like, you just got to pick what's best right there. And on my uh, mock, who's best right there would probably be Obi Toppin. And he would really f- – I, I feel like he'd fit them because, I mean – the Arley got uh, Sexton, you got Garland, you got Drummond, and Obi Toppin, he's a good shooter. So I think he worked well with them.
2: I think you could play him at that wing spot, the small forward. I think he could play that pretty well because he can shoot the ball. He's not, you know, he is a big man, but he's not one of those guys that can't score from outside the arc. So I, I think the fit there is pretty, pretty obvious.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely say if you're the Cavaliers, you don't draft a guard. In this draft, please stop. If you do, then you need to take a look at yourselves because someone's not right up in the uh, the mental state there. If but... I
2: hear Adam Silver say Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> won the pick, I'm gonna go and burn down pick. their stadium. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I think if you're smart here, you'd like y'all have said like go with the best on the board. And in my mock draft, that's still Obi Toppin. Um, y'all have already done a good enough job explaining his accolades so far in his career. Um, I'd say if you take Obi Toppin, I would either take Kevin Love out or like get him traded immediately or keep him for a season to kind of, I guess, mentor him in a way, but then get Kevin Love out of there because the Cleveland Cavaliers are not going to be successful now. They have players with a lot of potential. And like I said, with the Timberwolves, like you need players to build around that are in the same timetable as the people you're building your team around. So, with that in mind, I would take Obi Toppin.
0: Yeah. So, we're all in agreement that they need a, a forward of some kind. For me, that'd be uh, Denny Evdia. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Nathan. 6'9 out of um, Israel. This guy used COVID, uh, the COVID uh, pandemic to his advantage. You know, they, you know,
2: how does it work in Israel? Did they have to stop their, their league? They everything? stopped their league. Right, but, right. But they were one of the few leagues that weren't the NBA across the world that was able to come back and play some more. Right. And, um, first of all, you know,
0: I think he's great at both ends. He's got a high IQ. He can score really well. But I see reports that he's going to be even better. He added some muscle. He improved his three-point shot. And so, with that being said, if you're Cleveland, why not? Yeah. Why not? Go after him. Get a good wing player. Enough with the point guards. This guy could run your offense and in my opinion he might be the most slept on prospect in this draft of course nba teams know better you know the cavaliers know that he's a guy that you're gonna have
2: to go after but he's a guy that the warriors i mean because of course if you follow the nba draft over the past couple weeks they basically put out names of everybody they're like hey so like there's a report like hey they like this player they like this player denny was one of those guys that apparently they really liked so, yeah. I mean, maybe he goes as high as two. You never yeah, know. Yeah, for the Cavs, I
0: say go all in for him. It's,
2: yeah. it's one of those things, like Charlotte, I think I already said this, where you just go off of,
0: you know, who's left on the table and everything. And, I and of course, don't draft a point guard, like non-point guard, who's, who's left on the table. But, um, yeah, I think Denny would be good in Cleveland. So that is our top five. Moving right along, let's go a couple spots later. I want to hear what you guys have to say
2: about new orleans who who does new orleans need to go after um what new orleans needs to do is do something with this pick besides use it um either move up and take a player that you feel fits this team and can help us right away as well as having the potential to become better than many expect or you use this draft pick to trade away for some package of another player or maybe future draft picks you know um but if they do keep this pick There's a couple guys that I think really fit the team. Uh, The first one that comes to mind is Devin Vassell, who's a forward out of uh, Florida State, classic 3-and-D player. Hey, what are the two biggest needs of the Pelicans? Three-point shooting and defense. So he fits perfectly with them. Problem is he's probably going to go before they pick. So if they want him, he'd be a guy they'd probably have to trade up for. Another guy that makes sense for him uh for them is uh, Aaron Nesmith, who might be a little bit of a reach at the point, but he was a forward out of Vanderbilt who got a season shortened by injury. Uh he shot, this is not a typo, 50% more than 50% behind the arc. Over 52%. That is nuts. <laughs> um I don't think he continues that in the NBA, but it does obviously show he's a good three-point shooter. And there's a bunch of other guys that could pen- potentially they could potentially they could potentially go with, but uh my favorite would be Devin Vassell if they could get him.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I really do feel like we're going to have to trade this pick and, like, either for to get up because in this draft, I don't really see anybody else, like, being other than just a guy outside of the top 10. So, like, unless we, like, trade top 10 or anything, I really can't see us just staying at 13 like that.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, I— you know, I look at I look at, the, at New Orleans, and you guys already have so much young talent. Yep. You know? So to to draft another guy, just another, I think, it's going to be
2: a guy, you know, you guys may just stick on the bench or everything. If, I think, If you're going to draft somebody, they have to help this team right away. They cannot be yes. like a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who rode the bench last year because we had three better shooting guards than got playing <laughs> time. Um, although I don't know how... Frank Jackson played in front of him. That still bothers me <laughs> to this day. I don't care how bad Nikhil Alexander Walker is; he's not worse than Frank Jackson. Get him off my court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, who I think they're going to get is probably
0: going to be Aaron Naismith. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be uh, left on the on the board. He's almost that certainly going to be available. Yeah, 14. and and I think if they're smart, they go they'll go after him. Um, obviously, you know, you said it earlier. Need, you need more three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. He can provide that. You know, we'll see how how quickly. In full, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see how quickly he does that. You know, in the NBA, that's the thing about these rookies. You never know how much
2: time they'll break in. Some some quicker than others, especially in this year where you don't have a summer league. Training camp starts like right oh, after man. the draft. Oh man, we training saw camp what it was like a week and a half after the uh, draft. That's not.
0: We saw what it did in football. Like I'm, I'm anxious mm-hmm. to see what what happens in basketball. Oh man, I mean, I'll be surprised if some shots even hit the rim. But um yeah, yeah, I think I think that'd be a guy you uh you add. Let's see here. I got him pulled up. He's six six, two fifteen. Um yeah, missed the se- uh missed uh, most of last season with Vandy, but to me I think that's the guy you go after. Positive side for New Orleans, you already got a bunch of young guy <clears throat> you already got a bunch of young guys, obviously drafted Zion last year. Fingers crossed he's healthy.
1: You mind if I give my take before we move on? Go ahead. So for the listeners who don't know, I am a Dallas Mavericks fan, but all of my friends are Pelicans fans, so I've been watching this season pretty closely. And if anything, I really got into the sport watching this team. Um, and one thing that's really jumped out to me is I think shooting or not shooting guard, small forward is, I think it's fine. Uh, Brandon Ingram is pretty much the guy. Josh Hart's a great backup in my opinion. Uh, I think when he grows in the, under a better coach, he will have much better output. Um, and I think truthfully, the biggest hole in that team is a backup point guard. Or potentially a starting point guard, because Lonzo was looking really good towards the end of the regular season, but I think we all saw the bubble and were horrified with that level of performance he was consistently inconsistently delivering
2: I mean you're absolutely right this was i mean this is a really under the radar need, and it's another- another position I could really see them targeting, especially you know Lonzo's ball contract ones out next year
1: he's gonna ask for a lot too I yeah think. i don't think the pelicans are gonna pay that which is so. why i think they should go for someone now it makes and sense
2: to me i just don't know if there's a guy there who would
1: help us right away so i think the issue. dream i think we could all agree is killian hayes oh lord i highly doubt he'll fall to 13 if i'm not mistaken you'll have the 13th pick
2: Oh, New Orleans?
0: I'll yeah. bet money If the, if the
1: Pelicans trade up, it's
2: for Killian Hayes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's who they should go with. If that's on the board, you don't even give them 10 minutes. Like, you just pick them immediately. Yeah. Uh, I think the best point guard that would be available come the 13th pick if they do not trade up is Kira Lewis, yes. or, yeah, Kyra Lewis. Kyra Lewis. You're right. Kyra Lewis. Yeah. Close uh, enough. A very well rounded. Y'all have said, like, and I agree with you, you guys need three point shooting and defense. And he has. A lot of potential in both of those. I think he's good, as is right now. I mean, once you make the jump to the NBA, it's a different story. But having a good defensive coach in what we have now, or what y'all have now, excuse me, uh, I see no reason not to go for a point guard right now in the draft. If you can somehow get Killian Hayes, then hats off. But... <sighs> there's Please. a there's a there's the a big miracle. likelihood y'all so that that, somehow
2: pulled off getting Luca when I was sitting there watching that draft I'm like he's clearly the best player in this draft what, what is people going? just
1: aren't high on like <laughs> European players overseas and I think after Luca and the same thing happened with I've uh, that with Denny I mean exactly. well yeah
2: look at I mean you look in this draft there's there's two guys from out uh well Israel's not in Europe but they they do play in the League. Mm-hmm. so yeah uh and then you have another Serbian guy at, at 12 Pok- uh Pokusevsky So, I mean, we're seeing that, the resurgence of the uh, international player. Granted,
1: I think, this is no bias, I think Luca is just a generational player, and I think there are going to be... Because the same thing happened with Dirk after he got drafted and started playing lights out in the league. So many uh, European players with high potential went top three over, like, future Hall of Famers and have been trash. Mm -hmm. So I think the same thing is going to happen, and I'm not calling anybody in this draft that's playing overseas bad by any means but i think there's going to be a lot of drafts in the coming seasons that they're going to overvalue some european players because they want that next luca and it's not going to happen um i think yeah i could talk about the maps for a bit but we'll, we'll <laughs> go into yeah, you on still can the... yeah that, they don't have a first round pick this year do they no they do oh they do look at that uh i honestly think this pick isn't something they're like it's not do or die for them with this pick no. they already have two pieces that are going to last the next 10 years in the season at the top or in the league this I guess coming decade they have the highest ceiling out of a duo in my opinion Uh, and one thing I especially noticed in the bubble is they lacked that third piece that played defense that got those fouls Uh, Jordan I talked about this before we started kind of like a scrapper in a sense kind of like what Draymond Green does for the Warriors what Rodman did for the Bulls you know the Mavericks need a player like that to get those fouls and protect, you know, Luca and Kristaps Porzingis. Uh,
0: scrapper. Scrapper?
1: Did mm-hmm. I say yeah, like something
0: a, else? Like a, no, 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 I'm saying, yeah, like a scrapper. Like yeah. A player like a scrapper. Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's what they need, and I don't think that's what you're going to find in this draft. I think they're just going to do what they have been doing, and that's just take some, you know, high-risk, potentially high-reward European player that might do something. If he doesn't, it's okay. If he does... Awesome.
2: The Mavericks liking European players? No way. <laughs> no way. What are you yeah, talking it took about? A lot San Antonio?
1: Of what? <laughs> it took a lot of preparation <laughs> to come to that determination. Yeah, they're going to
2: pick a European player.
0: <laughs> Sounds like San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I want to end with this just because I feel the need to talk about it. Can we talk about New York? What, uh, unfortunately, or I should say fortunately, they deserve it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. Do whatever you can to make Not really, room, not really. I kid. New York, once again, falls in the lottery. They were somehow picked at number eight this year. Now Suckers. Yes. Yeah, suckers. I'm Nerds. looking at Tyrese Halliburton. I'm looking at Onyeka Okonwu from USC. And I'm looking at other guys like uh, Isaac Okoro out of Auburn. But honestly, guys, this is a team like Charlotte that has no identity. So I don't know if you guys have thought about this. Who's New York going after? I don't know.
2: I, I, I mean, really don't. I honestly have no idea either. Um, they really need a point guard. You know, I, Alfred Payton is I think their starter right now, and that's just so sad for you guys. I just, Listen, I, I love Payton. Alfred Payton. He's from New Orleans. He went to Louisiana Lafayette, but come on, guys, it, it, you need a you need a better point guard. So if so if Killian Hayes or or, or Tyrese Halliburton are there, I think they take them.
1: Yeah, R.J. Barrett needs some help.
2: Yeah, R.J., I mean, basically, the only player that matters is R.J. and uh, Mitchell Robinson. Like, those are the only two that matter in uh, New York, right? So, you have to just build around that. Um, I think you could go Okongwu. Uh, The fit would be a little curious, but at that point, he probably, if he's there, he's probably the best player still available. So, I could really see them going with him. Um and in classic New York fashion, I could see them making an awful decision picking some dude that should go in the forties.
1: <laughs> Both very likely options. I, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if either were made come November eighteenth. Hey Nathan, you forgot about Julius Randle. He's pretty good. Hey. Oh my god, serial winner hey. Julius Randle. Is great.
0: <laughs> he got jacked. Remember Man, when I'm they signed you. like
2: fifteen power forwards last year? Oh my god, what a time <laughs> well, that they got Taj Gibson and and Julius Randle and a whole bunch of power forwards. I'm were, telling you,
3: they really thought they was about to get Zion, Kyrie, and KD. Oh. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that, was a, that was a bad oh. day for New York. Oh. Stephen A. Oh. KD
0: said the whole time. I think he he said a quote like a couple of months ago. He's like, it wouldn't even matter if they got in Zion. I I was not going to New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, not and in and Manhattan. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say. Oh, and man. KD and Kyrie were the ultimate trolls. And going. You know, to Brooklyn instead of <laughs> Manhattan. What trolls, man! I feel but, like
1: that move. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. I feel like the move that both of them made to go to Brooklyn just established the Nets as the New York team. They are now, because mm-hmm. okay. what do the Knicks have? They haven't been good since the nineties.
0: Yeah, my opinion. Like, I think Brooklyn is the automatic favorite in the East. Just me. That's, Once KD's healthy, yeah, yeah. I feel I like.
1: I mean, yeah, but I. It depends on do what they happens get through holidays? If
2: they have Drew Holiday,
1: 100%, they are the favorite of oh, yeah. these. Which is a
0: slap to the face to the Knicks. Yeah. Keep on doing bad Knicks. Doing a great <laughs> it's always job. Fun. It's always fun when the Knicks... It's like the Cowboys. This is going to be fun <laughs> to see who they draft. Um, You guys have anything else to add? Um, no, not really. Talking about this draft kind of gets me more excited about it. You know, we think about the top three a lot, and then we have a lot of these other guys to look out for. And we all... And, you know, in classic NBA fashion, there's always going to be that guy that goes really low who we don't know about yet, who's going to step up. I'm sure in the next couple of years and be one of the best players. Always happens. Nick I think there's a good. lot
1: of players this season or in this coming draft that have sleeper potential. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we can agree on. Yeah, I,
2: I would bet this draft they will have less All Stars than average, but I think there will be a longer average NFL or NFL NBA career than other drafts because there's not a lot of boomer bust guys. There's right. a lot of yeah, he'll be in the NBA for a decade as a nice role player. He'll kind be a of journeyman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six he'll man. be a DJ Augustine. Shout out to right. DJ Augustine. Love you, DJ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, I think we're done here. For Ronald Riggs, Nathan Long, Jake Bartee, Jordan Dove, this is another edition of Hodges Huddle. Um, keep on listening out to SoundCloud as we keep on posting new episodes weekly. Um, so that being said, uh, we'll see you next week, and go Tigers. Fire Bo Pelini.